Well, today is a really special weekend because we have a guest speaker with us, Pastor Jeremy Seward and his wife, Carissa. They pastor a phenomenal church in the country of Singapore, Victory Family Center. They are the parents of four kids. And I want to share with you that through their church, they've planted thousands of churches in Southeast Asia. They're making a kingdom impact, and they're here to provide a timely word about how we can step into what God has for us. I'd invite you. Help me provide a warm Westover welcome to Pastor Jeremy Seward. All right, good morning to my Westover family. You don't know me, but I've heard all about you. We had the honor of uh, hosting your founder, Pastor Jim Ryan, uh, at our church a couple of times. And man, he's been a great blessing to us. And he talks so much about you. And here I am, and it's even better than what he said. Uh, and, I, you know, we were at the service last night, at the Saturday night service. Uh, but we all know that the real Christians come Sunday morning. And... <laughs> And looking, you know, at Saturday night and Sunday, it's night and day different. You are definitely the best looking of the crowds. How many of you agree with that? Come on, come on. There's a lot of wisdom in this room. Come early. You got the whole Sunday to do whatever you want, especially serve in church in the second service. Everyone say amen. All right, amen. All right. Uh, seriously, though, uh, it's our great privilege and joy to be with you guys. Uh, like Pastor Jonathan said, we come all the way from Singapore. My wife, Carissa, is with me uh, here. And just wave at everyone, babe, so they know who you are. There she is. Uh, I'll introduce you to my, my family. Uh, I think we have a picture of my family. I have four kids. And so I have an 18-year-old son named Caleb. He's there on the left. And then a 14, almost 15-year-old daughter named Megan. Uh, I have an 11-year-old son, Ethan, and then a 4-year-old who uh, is, we're, his name is Luke, and right now, Mickey may be more important than Jesus in his life, and we're trying to work out that priority uh, with him, so just pray for us. Uh, really, though, uh, man, we've just really loved connecting with your pastors, Pastor Jonathan and Danae. Do you love your pastors? You have the best pastors on the planet. And, and I want to honor him. You are such a great church, and great churches need great pastors. Uh, and Pastor Jim said, you got to connect. He's the best. Pastor Jonathan's the best. you got to meet my daughter, Danae. She's the best. I said, okay, we'll connect. And he said, come and preach for us. I said, okay. And then he was with us a few weeks ago. I said, Pastor Jim, I'm coming to preach. He said, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be there. I was like, what? You said, you, you, you invited me to come? He said, yeah, no. And so we've been on a blind date uh, together, uh, and we were set up. And we're having a great time getting to know them, but really, uh, what a world-class uh, couple, what a world-class uh, set of pastors that you guys have for a world-class church. I know they love you. They have a heart for Jesus, a heart for this city, and I believe God has just begun uh, his work here through your church. Can you say amen? I really want, I want to honor uh, Pastor Denise to uh, your founding pastors. What a great legacy uh, you guys have left. So my parents started the church that we know pastor in Singapore 45 years ago. I grew up watching uh, what it means to found a church like this, the sacrifice, the faith, uh, the compassion, the just heart for the Lord. And we just honor you today. Can we honor Pastor Denise too? Amen. Well, hey, this is my first time in Texas. Uh, we've been doing a tour. We started in Dallas, uh, which was okay. 
Then we went to Austin. It was like, you know, Austin. It doesn't even sound, Austin. It doesn't sound good. And now we're in San Antonio. It just, it just sounds cool. San Antonio. It's, it sounds great. Man, the freeways are big. You have freeways next to the freeways. I couldn't believe it. I'm totally into the frontage road, 55 miles an hour. I don't even need to get on the freeway. I'm on the freeway. Uh, Pastor Jim said, go to Bucky's. We went to Bucky's. Oh, man. Oh, man. I walked in. I started speaking in tongues. It was unbelievable. And then I came here and saw the church and the facilities. They toured us around. Man, the buildings, the property. This is like Bucky's for Christians. This is a good time. You're in the right place. If you're new here, if this is your first time, you need to keep coming back. This is the place you need to come to. God is doing something in your midst, and we just hope we can come and encourage you today. So I'm going to preach to you for a few moments, and if you brought a Bible, uh, get it out. If you've got an, an app on your phone or something, or they'll shoot it on the screen. I want you to look at Psalm 121, and I'm just going to speak to you from a message I'm going to entitle, Lift Up Your Eyes. Lift Up Your Eyes. Psalm 121 says, I, will, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. He said, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Everybody say amen. amen. He's talking about a shift of perspective and a shift of where he's focused. And there are times that we can get focused on the wrong thing. There's times you just literally got to look somewhere else to get your mind off of something and, and to a different revelation and a different understanding because God wants to do something new inside your life. Naturally speaking, this happens to us. Sometimes you just got to kind of shift your gaze and redirect your gaze to get a different perspective on what is really happening. Sometimes, even in worship in a church like this, you, know, you can be in the front row. I like to walk to the back and see, I, I'm in the front. I love to worship God. I like to go to the back and see well, a different perspective. Well, let me see what's happening in the whole church, not just my little world. I mean, have you ever had a time you just had to kind of shift a little bit? I, I remember many years ago, uh, we were youth pastors at the time, and I was getting ready for our Saturday night youth service. We have youth service on Saturdays, and I had to preach, but I, I didn't have really a sermon and I was struggling that whole week to get a sermon together. It's never going to happen to Pastor Eddie. He has so many sermons just ready to go all the time. This guy is anointed, ready, locked, and loaded. Do you want to take over? He's ready. He's ready. And I, I was praying, and I'm like, God, I just can't get these thoughts together. I, it's a few hours away. I got these young people coming. And, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, just go home, be with your family. I was like, God, I know... Uh, I know you love my family, but you forgot. We have youth service. You and me, we got to do this together. Is to go home, be with your family. So I thought, man, that's a really weird thing when I'm not done. But I, okay, Lord. So I packed up my stuff and I got home. And we live in, in an apartment uh, there in Singapore. And below is a playground. 
And so when I arrived, my wife and my, thir- uh, my third child, Ethan, he was probably three or four years old at the time. They're playing at the playground, which usually they're not. And so I thought, okay, that's interesting. So I sat there with them, and I hadn't been there like five minutes, and Ethan just screamed out. And it wasn't like one of those, like, I, I want to go to Disneyland cries. It was like a real, like, he's injured, you know. And, and so we know something's wrong. We get up. We run over to this little uh, playground set. He had been kind of underneath it. And, and when we get there, we realize something's wrong. He's screaming. There's blood everywhere. We don't know where he's bleeding from, what's happening. He goes immediately to my wife because dads don't matter in serious crisis moments. Come on, dads. You know what I'm talking about. And... Uh, and so she's trying to figure out what's wrong with him. We just know there's blood, and he's figuring out how bad is this, what's really going on. And I'm like there. She's comforting him. I don't know what to do. And so I figured, let me make myself useful. I better get a picture of this to post on Instagram because uh, it might be important later, you know, so kind of snap a little shot. And then she starts finding out, and then you realize, oh, this is bad. He had bit through most of his lip. There's like a huge hole in his lip. Somehow he'd fallen and it's just gross. And I was like, oh, like I can't, I don't, I don't do blood. I don't do cockroaches. All right. I'm really more of a lover than a fighter. And so I'm like, babe, this is all you, you've got this. I don't do my own blood. If I get a cut on my finger, I'm like, oh, like I need help. And so, so we go to the doctor and this was, it was pretty gross. Like when we took him to the doctor, the doctor looked at him and, and immediately the doctor turned away and goes, oh, take him to the ER. <laughs> like we're going, man, you're not, you're supposed to comfort us. And so we're waiting at the doctor's office, and, and she's just holding him, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so I, I'm there just waiting to get called, and I thought, I wonder how that photo turned out, you know? And so I, I took out my phone, I, I looked at it, and, and I, I opened it up, and, and I immediately I saw the blood, and I felt the blood just drain out of my body. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel good right now. Babe, I feel faint. She's like, what? You know, and I'm going, call the nurse. Help. Somebody help. Call 911. I'd elevate my legs. I... And I'm not doing good. And I got to like, I can't even look at my own phone. If I keep looking at this thing, if I don't shift my focus, if I don't shift my gaze, I'm going out right now. And that's, that's not good. It's not my manliest moment. It's not, not the moment I'm most proud of in life, but it, it's, it's a real moment. Can I tell you, this is exactly the kind of thing this psalmist is talking about. He says, I lift up my eyes. I shift my attention. I shift my focus. I look at something different. These, this psalm is part of a set of psalms in the Bible. As you read your Bible, that this, this Psalm 120 to 134 is a collection of songs called the Psalms of Ascent. And this collection of psalms were the songs they would sing when yearly they would make a pilgrimage to go to the temple in Jerusalem. They would start to sing these songs. And it would get them ready to meet with God and worship God at the temple. How how many know it's good to be ready to meet with God when you come to church? The plan of God is not for you to have a fight in the car on the way to church. It might be better to sing a song on the way to church. All the people that had a fight are not saying amen right now, all right? And they would begin to sing. Now, imagine he's going, I lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And they begin to stir up their heart and have a perspective thinking about God, thinking about his goodness, thinking about his bigness. I lift up my eyes. I've got to shift my attention because a lot of times the things that get our attention don't actually deserve our attention. The thing that dominates my mind 
and is most prominent in my vision sometimes is not worth obsessing about, thinking about, dwelling upon. But you know what is worth thinking about? God's goodness. Come on, his faithfulness. Amen. We, we sang about it this morning. Great is your faithfulness. How many of you would say God has been faithful to you in your life? Come on, give me a wave right now. Amen. You know, if you're new here or you're visiting there, you've never invited Jesus into your heart, you can experience the goodness and the faithfulness of God in your life simply by putting your faith and trust in Jesus. He is a good God. Somebody say amen. But why is it my, I know he's good and I know he's faithful, but my attention, my eyes, my perspective many times is focused on other things. This situation, this frustration, this difficulty, this obstacle, this thing I'm going through, this, this problem I'm facing, and, and it gets all of my problems, all of my issues. They don't deserve my attention, but they get my attention. We went into Bucky's ever since I went in there. I've been thinking about beaver nuggets, and, I, and it's not good for me. It's not something I need in my life. Pray for deliverance for my soul. I've already planned it out. We're going to fly out of Austin tonight, and I'm getting beaver nuggets on the way to Austin. I need, I need God to redirect my gaze because, listen, there are a lot of things in, in life that, that will keep you focused below. But God, I believe, wants to come and lift us up today. Give us a new perspective. Give us clarity of vision and, and, and a, a fresh expectation in our heart. And so I want to just give you four thoughts today, what the psalmist is saying. When he says, I lift up my eyes. I lift up my eyes. What is he talking about? He's talking about four perspectives. The first is he's talking about a perspective of faith. Everybody say faith. A perspective. Come on, high school. Everybody say faith. I, I figured out this is the high school section right here. This is, this is my section. You got to back me up, all right? A perspective of faith. To, it is a perspective that sees what God is giving to you. I lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? He goes, my help comes from the Lord. Suddenly faith is in, you know what? I've got issues, but help is coming on the way. He goes, you know what? I've got problems, but I know my God is going to help me. My God is going to be faithful to me. My God is not going to let me down. Help is coming, and it is a shift of perspective to have faith and, and get through the battle for our attention to give our attention to God and have faith that he actually wants to do something in our lives. Faith is very simply believing that God has more for us, that he has more than what you've experienced. Faith is belief in something you haven't seen yet, so it is knowing, God, whatever I've experienced, whatever I know, whatever I'm going through right now, I believe there is more that you have in my life. There is more of your presence. Come on, somebody say amen. More of your goodness, more of your faithfulness. There's more vision. There's more power, God. There's more breakthrough. There are miracles. God, there's opportunities, Lord. There's calling. There is more that you have for my life, a perspective of faith. But sometimes we don't come in a perspective of faith. Sometimes we get caught in a perspective of just all the things I got to do and I've got this schedule and I've got things on my mind and I got just, I, I'm just want to sit there and just watch a bunch of, you know, Insta stories and veg out and my perspective gets a little shifted. Acts 3 verse 4 says, Peter and John were on the way to the temple and on the way there they met a man who had been unable to walk and the Bible says 
they looked at him and Peter said this to him. Listen to what he said. He said, look at us. He said to this man, lift up your eyes. He'd been looking at people trying to get money, but God wanted to do a miracle in his life. He'd been looking to just get by, but God wanted to touch and heal him. And Peter goes, hey, redirect your attention. I need you to have a perspective of faith. He says, I don't have money. I don't have silver and gold, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and walk. He took him by the hand and stood him up, and the man was made whole. He, he, he speaks right to the man. Look up, have a perspective of faith. I, I wonder how many of us today might be looking down at what is going on naturally in our life, but God wants us to look up and begin to believe for God to break through in a brand new way. Amen. Amen. So it's a perspective of faith. Secondly, it is a perspective of freedom. Everybody say freedom. It is a perspective of freedom. And this is looking up from the struggles that we have in life. He says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? In other words, he goes, man, I've got issues. <laughs> I have problems. He says, I need help in my life. But I'm not going to keep looking at that. I'm looking up from my struggle, and I'm looking at where my help comes from. That is real freedom. There is not a person in this room that doesn't have struggles. There is not a person here that doesn't have issues. I know it looks like Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Danae don't have any struggles and issues, but they do. I know every Sunday morning, Pastor Jonathan struggles for hours praying, interceding, Lord, which sneakers should I wear this Sunday morning? And there are times that God breaks through and just gives them a revelation. Am, am I, is it true? Pastor Danny is going, that's right. Yes, yeah, prayer life at a whole new level. Come on, every, everybody's got struggles. But when, I, you know, when I'm just focused on my struggle, I don't see clearly. When I'm just focused on my struggle, there might be other people that God wants to touch through my life, and I miss it. Imagine Peter and John. We just read this. You're going, man, that's amazing, this miracle. Did you hear what Peter said? He goes, silver and gold have I none. I got struggles. I don't know what I mean, how I'm going to eat lunch today, but I've got the power of God. He goes, God wants to use me in a moment. I got needs and I have problems and I've got financial issues in my life, but God, you want to use me, but I can't be used if I don't look up from my struggle. And sometimes I feel like my struggle is an excuse to not believe God or not be used by God or not enter into the things God has for me, but that's not true. Your struggles don't disqualify you. But there is a decision that, that we have to make to look up from our struggle and choose where we are going to focus. And in this psalm, the, the writer is basically making a declaration. He is choosing where he's going to focus. I am looking up to where my help comes from. I am looking at God. I remember him. I'm thinking about him. I am focusing on his goodness. I'm remembering his faithfulness. I'm declaring who he is. I'm declaring what he has done. I think sometimes we have to be willing to look up and allow God to give us a new perspective and a new focus. Genesis 13 tells the story of Lot and Abram, and the Bible says they were, they were together. Lot was Abram's nephew. Abram's called by God, has a purpose, has a destiny, and, and God's blessing is on him. They're, they're both shepherds, and they have so many sheep, and, 
and workers that now they're, they're sh- the people that work for them and the shepherds are all fighting because they're fighting over the pasture land. So Abram says, look, Lot, let's not fight. You take whatever land you want. I'll go in the opposite direction so that we can stay together as a family. And, and the Bible says Lot chose the best land. He chose the well-watered plains. And, and in a wilderness environment where the water is, that's where the future is. Where the water is, that's, that's where the life is, right? And, and here, Lot chooses that. And you can imagine, Abram goes, okay, I'll go to the wilderness. And in his mind, he's probably thinking like, well, I guess it's just going to be difficult. I guess this is going to be my struggle. I guess, God, you'll be with me, but it's going to be a hard life. These are the things I'm going through. Look, he took all the water. He took the best land. I'm not sure if we can sustain this. And in that moment, the Bible says in Genesis 13, 14, When Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see. Lift up your eyes in every direction, north, south, east, west. I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. He goes, Abram, by the way, he took it, but it doesn't ultimately belong to him. You're not losing out. I'm going to give you all of this. I want you to look up from your struggle and see what I am doing in your life and what I am saying to you today. Are you with me this morning? Let let me move on to number three. We got to hurry. It is a perspective not only of faith and freedom, but a perspective of expectation. Expectation. A perspective of expectation to receive a fresh vision from God. All of a sudden he's going, you know what? God is going to be my helper. You know what? God is going to be my shade. You know what? I I see the future, and it's a future of God coming through for me in my life. I I see my life connected with the Lord, and I I can see God coming and working in and through me. I can bring encouragement to others, and there is this perspective of expectation. He's talking about help is coming. God is breaking through. He's going to speak to me. His presence is going to be with me. This perspective of expectation, uh, that an expectation that we would receive a fresh vision from God. And, and I believe this is so important for us. I believe this is something God wants to do for, for you right here in Westover Hills today as a church because this is a church that is full of vision and full of faith. I love your vision. Follow Jesus. Love people. I, I love the, the, the steps you're taking as a house. I love the legacy of everything God has done. This is a house that was built on vision. But I've been around long enough to know that as much as God has done such incredible things in the past and built to this point, God still has something now in this season. And what he wants to do now and in the future will be even greater than what he did in the past because God never does less than. He always exceeds our expectation. Come on. My Bible says he does exceedingly, abundantly more than we ask or even imagine. He has something now. He has new passion and new fire. Some of you going, man, I used to feel God was so close to me, but now I don't know where it's. No, God has something for you now today. He has fresh vision and and expectation he wants to give in your heart. Some of you go, I don't know if God can use me. I'm not sure. No, now God has something for you. Fresh testimonies and breakthroughs. There are miracles and answered prayers that God wants to give and open heaven even over this house. But we need to allow God to create a new expectation in our heart. God took Abram in Genesis 15 outside and said to him, look up into the sky. Lift up your eyes and count the stars if you can. This is how many descendants you have. 
This scripture comes when Abram's arguing with God, saying, I don't have one son. And God's answer is this. Lift up your eyes. I'm not talking about one. I'm talking about multitudes. Have a new expectation. Have a new expectation. I came to tell you the best days are ahead. I came to tell you God can create something out of nothing in your life, in your family, in your situation. I came to tell you that God is not done with you yet. I came to tell you that if you're here and you feel far away from God, you are not too far for Jesus to break through in your life. You are not too far away for God to do a miracle and restore and heal and forgive. It is not too broken for God to move. God can do it. I read this scripture and felt like it's a promise for you in this house. Isaiah 49 says, lift up your eyes around and see. They all gather, they come to you. As I live, declares the Lord, you shall put them on as an ornament. You shall bind them on as a bride does. He says, lift up your eyes. Look at the people coming to you. And I think this is a promise for this house. I, I believe God has a new expectation for a new harvest that God is bringing in the city of San Antonio. Come on, amen. There are many that are going to come to know the Lord. There are many. And that might mean shifting and changing. It might mean you might lose your favorite seat. Pastor Eddie, you already say, sat in the same seat twice. I'm just guessing that's your seat. But one day someone's going to come and sit in your seat. It might mean you got to serve a little more, do a little more, make a little room, step up and be a leader. But I'm telling you, there is a greater harvest in this city that can impact this state, that can impact this nation and the nations of the world. But can we have an expectation? God, you're not done. You're just getting started. Amen. Lift up your eyes. Come on, lift up your eyes. Don't just say, well, I'm just coming to church today, sing a couple songs, then we'll go back. No, God wants to come and do a work inside of our hearts. Place something prophetically inside of our hearts. The vision and faith that he's placed in your pastors, he wants to stir inside of your life today. I want to end with this. It is a perspective of faith, freedom, expectation. But lastly, this statement is a perspective of worship, of worship, of worship to reclaim the praise in your heart. There are times we come even into the presence of God un unready or unwilling to worship. But there is a moment when we shift our perspective and say, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not focused on anything else. I'm going to focus my attention on God. I am here to worship Him. I am going to lift Him up. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I am going to make Him great. I'm going to make him big in my eyes. I'm going to declare how wonderful he is. And this psalm is a psalm to bring back a perspective of praise in our hearts. If you haven't worshiped yet today, it's time to worship him now. Come on, if you haven't felt like worshiping, you go, man, I'm going through some stuff, lift up your eyes. If you say, man, I, I just couldn't, I didn't feel the presence of God. No, lift up your eyes. God is good. God is worthy. Praise and worship. This is the atmosphere of heaven. This is what we're going to do for all of eternity. Come on, is there somebody here that says, I'm ready to shift my perspective. I want to lift up my eyes. I want to begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I wish there was somebody that was ready to worship tonight. Come on, in the city of San Antonio, stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Come on, begin to praise Him for a moment. Oh, we worship you, God. We worship you, God.
Oh, that's it. Let something come out of your heart just for 30 seconds. Can you begin to declare how great he is, how wonderful he is, how good our God is today? Whatever you've been going through, whatever you've been facing, let God bring a song back into your heart right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. Oh, you're worthy. God, you're worthy of praise and glory, worthy of honor and power. Lord, there's nobody else like you. Nobody else like you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's sing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.